Support for this show comes from Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence and Loom help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Yeah, I mean, I'd rather have Rick and, and, and Coach talk, talk about that. Um, you know, I know, I know it's kind of their deal there, but, you know, certainly there's some things we're working through there. And um, Coach, I'm sure we'll have an update, you know, in the next 24 hours there. I don't know if we have all the information, but yeah, it, it does factor into play um, in regards to going back to what I just said a few minutes ago, just making sure that we're not caught shorthand at week one and make sure we have depth at all these positions. And, you know, hopefully it works out and, and you know, we're carrying extra at a certain position, but if not, we're prepared. Um, so, uh, I'll let Coach and, and Rip handle that area, but uh, again, all these things factor into play, and certainly getting up to speed and, and being um, deep at a, at a position right off the bat in week one is is uh, part of the process. And finally, we are back. Show and BK on the Chiefs. There's Steve Serta is in the building. BK is out today. Um, I, I think he's at his bachelor bachelor party. Insert uh, a week. Can we take a stop here on this right off the bat? Uh, we'll we'll get. We got a lot to cover tonight with the with the Chiefs as the calm before the storm before they start the regular season. But Serta BK is out, and he's on a bachelor party. And hey, man, I love it, man. You know, I've been married. I've been married ten years. Coming up later on this month, I got. I, I get it. I get it. Bachelor party. But my issue is where it is. I just, ever since I have found out, and I know BK is going to be listening to this, ever since I found this out, I just don't understand it. Why is it in Memphis? Who has a bachelor party to travel to Memphis? I mean, I think Memphis is a beautiful place, similar to Kansas City in ways. Barbecue, blues and jazz there. You know, Bill Street. You know, it's just some things. But who gets up and says, bachelor party? Boys, let's take it to Memphis. With all you can do, let's take it to Memphis. Who? I don't, I, I just don't, Steve. Serta, where are you? So I'm just, am I just here by myself? I know you're, I know you're, Serta. Where the hell, how are you? You didn't introduce you me. I did introduce you. I said, not I said, really. That was a terrible introduction. You got to introduce it. You got to make a show of it, a spectacle for everybody. When I drop into the show, this isn't a new thing. I think you should do that when BK's here too. You're an absolute idiot. Did you just <laughs> sit there and protest and not talk yeah. as a part of the show? You think I don't have you... thoughts about BK in Memphis? Yeah, I want to get in on the conversation. I, w- I want to dive right into this thing. Hold on. Hold do on. a good job of introducing me. Did you just protest and not come on because you didn't <laughs> like the way that I introduced you? How yeah, was that I supposed guess, to? Yeah, you called that, I guess. Yeah, it was a protest. You are, you are such an idiot. God, man. Why? Why do you do? Did you? How would I know? What do you? I do this the same thing with you every week. <laughs> you want? Do you want to start over and, and take it? From no, the- I'm not starting <laughs> over. I I feel like we should. I feel like we could really knock this thing out of the park. And we have not. I, I feel like now we've already railroaded the show enough that no, no, we you have start over. You have hijacked this. <laughs> it, it, we are three minutes into it. We are just fine. God, you're such an idiot. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna go back and I'm gonna get this. We're gonna have this conversation and you're in. You already started talking. Okay, but right, seriously. One, one second, one second. Hi. Are you, are you done? <laughs> Do you yeah, want yeah, to get yeah, serious? Yeah, we're today? good. Now. No, no, that was that was me jumping in to the conversation. All right, we're good. We're ready to roll. Are you with us? Are you gonna like? Are we? Are we gonna be all right today? Are you gonna do this? Are you gonna no, do we're good. this? We're good. Memphis, baby. I don't know if I've ever been to Memphis. I went to Nashville with you, and we got kind of drunk during the NFL draft. Wow. Okay. Thank you for that. I guess we don't work for him anymore. Yeah, we got absolutely hammered. 
I mean, every single night we were there. God, that Motel 6 they had us staying in was not great. That damn, uh, th- that damn Waffle House that me and Vern kept visiting was very sketchy. It was very the worst hotel sketchy. I've ever been in. Worst hotel yeah. I've never stayed in in my life. We went multiple days. You only went the, the one night. You you were not going to that Waffle House anymore. That was when we found out that uh, that oh, you snored like a freight train. Is oh, I don't know out. if I ever told you guys this. One of the nights you went to the Waffle House, I went to the gas station and bought a 40 and slammed it. When I got <laughs> you did not. You yeah, did I totally not. did. A I was 40 of what? Okay. It, I think it was just Corona or something. It was whatever they had. I don't know. You bought a 40? No, you have never told us that. <laughs> yeah, you, walked you know. The gas station that was by the... Yeah, it's right by the hotel. And, you know, I've you told you to before, do- when I get drunk, I tend to come home and have, like, a, a beer or two before I pass out. And you said you used to just go home and go to sleep. Yeah, you, I like you to have came a drink to, you, before you, I go to bed. You stayed in my basement with beer, <laughs> drinking as you slept in my basement. I remember that, yes. Yeah. Well, one night when you guys, when you and Vern went to Waffle House, I walked to the gas station, bought a 40, and chugged it before you guys got back. That's absolutely ridiculous. No, no, <laughs> no, but seriously, seriously, if I'm wrong, if this isn't weird, I just, ever since BK told us that his bachelor party was in Memphis, I've just sit here and just sat on this. Like, who the hell chooses Memphis? Like, I could see, sort of, if you were from Memphis, and you're like, hey, man, all my friends are there, all my guys are there, yeah, let's do it. Like me, I'm from Kansas City. I had my bachelor party in Kansas City. All my, all my people were there, my friends, everybody. we all were from there. BK's not from Memphis. Hell, BK went to the same high school that I did. <laughs> BK doesn't live in Memphis. BK is, in, is, from, is living in St. Louis. I don't even know if BK's even spent time in Memphis. Who chooses Memphis? Vegas, Miami. Let's go get it. Let's go to Malibu. Let's go somewhere. Memphis. I don't, I've never spent time in Memphis, so I don't know what there is to do there. It, it seems like a peculiar place to have a bachelor party but i don't know maybe memphis is awesome maybe maybe there's something going on there maybe he's got a bunch of buddies in memphis i don't know i've had a lot of good times in memphis memphis is good let me tell you that let me tell you the trips that i've taken to memphis family reunions that's a good spot memphis is a good family reunion destination hey let's take a trip to go see the martin luther king uh, uh, exhibit at the Lorraine Hotel where he was murdered. Good trip for that. Church. I've had church competitions at the in Memphis. Bachelor party. Bachelor party. That's hey, I, hey man. I hope BK has a blast. I hope, I hope he does boys too. got him set up and he has an incredible weekend. When he gets back, we'll have to get some stories from him about the bachelor party. We also got to get to the bottom of why he loves Disney World so much. The podcast listeners want to know. I'm desperate to know. I don't think the podcast listeners know until now that BK used to take countless trips to Disney World uh, and take vacation to go to Disney World. And as a man who is nearing his 30s, that was always a very strange thing that he just loves to go to not Magic City, but Magic Kingdom. It's a very strange thing. Like I'm just, I'm just hung up. Like people here, here, hit me up if I'm talking about this Memphis thing. I, I get it. You, you can go to Tupelo, Mississippi, and Campbell. You can do a few things. But who said? Like who's, who said that? I bet it's like I just want to know: was this his choice, or did his friends and groomsmen come up with the idea? Hey, baby, I'm gonna tell you where we're going. Let's do Memphis. Like Uh what? Maybe it's like a joint thing. I'm That's what I did. Let me choose, Serta, because I'm gonna. You get married, I'm gonna throw that puppy. Let's go to let let let's go to Omaha. Let's kick it hard. <laughs> I don't want to go to Omaha. <laughs> let's kick it hard in Omaha. Oh, you go to the zoo? I don't want to go to Omaha. <laughs> you know the College World Series? <laughs> yes. I'm just trying to figure out what they're gonna do. Like I don't know what they're gonna do. It's the craziest thing. Who said that? Where are you going? Memphis. <laughs> where? <laughs> Memphis. All right, buddy, if that's where you want to go. Like, all I can think is he's going to go catch a Memphis Redbirds game. 
Like it's Cardinals, the Cardinals AAA affiliate. That's where they're going. And they're just going to get hammered at the Memphis Redbirds game. I'm just, it's the weirdest thing. So BK, have fun. We will miss you as you're in Memphis this week for your bachelor party. Who the hell chose that? I, I just can't get over that. All right. They're, they're, I'd say maybe the biggest news of uh, of cut down day with the Chiefs is uh, is your boy Willie Gay. Willie Gay is um, he's going to start the season on injury reserve, which means sort of he's got to miss at least three games. And the three games really are right, the two games that I really give a rip about. Uh, I don't care about the Chargers, but the three games are the Browns, the Chargers, and the Ravens. And like this could this could be a big loss uh, because they're already at a deficit because of who is their middle linebacker and who they're forced to play. At Tony Hitchens. I mean, that's obviously you're. I mean, you're playing uh, with your head underwater anyway. And now Hitchens look great in the preseason. All he's right, dry. Okay, he's fit. Yeah, you bet. He's yeah, running sideline to sideline. But now, like you're 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 in a place where you're forced to have to go Ben Neiman, uh, potentially, and Nick Bolton, and you're hoping he's ready. I, I hope they go with talent and Nick Bolton, where you're hoping he's ready. But it's going to be Nick Bolton and uh, and Anthony Hitchens right now, and Ben Neiman in there a little bit. And Ben Neiman, he's, I mean, this just ain't. This, you can't feel confident with that Ben Neiman getting a lot of snaps for you. So this could be a big deal, uh, sort of. And for me. It's really a big deal because I wanted to see Nick Nick Bolton, I mean Willie Gay, excuse me. I wanted to see him in those two games. Like I wanted to see how he performs against the running games of the Browns and the running game of the Ravens. So I'm a little disappointed that Nick that uh, excuse me, God damn, I quit calling that boy Nick Bolton. That Willie Gay isn't in this game or in those games to face those running games. That's uh, that that's something that's disappointing. So. Hopefully it's only a short term of three games and that turf toe injury comes back, but but it could be an enormous loss just because of who the hell's got to go in. Yeah, it's a major bummer because he's a player that we saw last season. <laughs> a major bummer. <laughs> it is. It is. I'm bummed out. I was excited for Willie Gay this year. Like we saw last season in his limited playing time when they were trotting Ben Neiman out there for whatever reason and not putting Willie Gay on the football field. That when he was on the field, he was just more athletic than any linebacker the Chiefs had. And you could see it last season. And, you know, I think that there was some delays in him picking up the playbook. And maybe that was a COVID pandemic shortened off season, uh, virtual meetings and limited practices and, and, and all of that stuff. I think all of that stuff played into him picking up the defense last season. So this year he was been really honest about it when he's spoken to the media at training camp and stuff that like he needed all of it. He needed mini camp, yeah. needed OTAs. He needed training camp to figure all of this stuff out. And everybody in training camp early on prior to his injury was raving about how good he looked in practice and how athletic he looked in coverage and playing against the run. Like it's, a concern, I think, a little bit. Like, I think the Chiefs' defense is going to be better this year. But Willie Gay was a guy that you wanted to see take a huge step. And the no, that... a perfect a perfect team to play against in week one to see if he's ready to do that. And so it sucks that we're not going to get to see him figure it out. Well, I think the key, and I think you'll, you'll probably agree, sir, to like all the offseason, all camp, he was taking the step, right? Like, he was, he was taking – the actual step and you're thinking okay this is it this is the year where Willie Gay comes in and we can and we can finally dust and 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 give Anthony Hitchens his walking papers after this year or hell in the middle of the season if they so please that he is going to come in and replace that that he is he is ready to be the guy in the middle and be your best linebacker um and and I, I honestly think this I know I have a lot of fun with Anthony Hitchens, who's actually looked pretty good in the in, in the regular in the preseason. But I, I, honest to God, I think you lost your best linebacker. I think you lost your best linebacker, the one that can do the most in your scheme, that can that, that has the speed, the guy that can that you feel better in coverage, the guy that you feel better from sideline to sideline. I think you lost your best linebacker, and and you lost your best linebacker 
facing Lamar Jackson and that Ravens offense, even though uh, J.K. Dobbins is down, Gus Edwards, I'm telling you, uh, he he's a guy average five year five yards to carry his career. Like that that's a dude that can still go, and that running game is still potent. And then you lose him against this Browns team with Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, and that crew, and that offensive line. That that that's that's uh, that's a that's a big deal to me. Yeah, Gus can't catch a pass to save his life, but dude, I don't give a rip about him catching he's a pass. He can run. He can take the ball and run the ball. <laughs> it gives a rip if he can catch a pass. Maybe, maybe it's the person throwing the passes to him. You ever thought about that? I mean, maybe Gus, Lamar can. Gus, Gus has got bricks for hands, man. It's it's just not. It's well, just he's not bad. He's all bad. well. It's not a great combination when he's got a guy who's also throwing bricks to him. <laughs> so when you got a guy who's throwing heavy bricks. Lamar is a fine passer. I don't know what we're talking about here. Um, you don't even believe that when you say that <laughs> Lamar's a fine passer. I do believe that. I truly believe Lamar's a fine passer. Uh, they don't have any pass catchers, though, because all their wide receivers are hurt. Okay. Uh, yep. He's shown that. It does. It sucks. It sucks because I do think that maybe he's not day one this season the best linebacker on the team. Maybe that is Anthony Hitchens, and that's why the Chiefs okay. love him. But he certainly has the most upside. There's no other linebacker on the team that has more upside than Willie Gay. And I think that even includes Nick Bolton. You know, Nick Bolton's a rookie. He's kind of a a project linebacker that you think can play from day one if you need him to. And that's probably going to wind up being the case. But he's more of like a run guy. Like Willie Gay is a legitimate athletic linebacker who can break out into coverage, who can do everything that you need your your athletic linebackers to do in the modern day NFL. And that's something the chiefs have seriously lacked since Derek Johnson. They've been a bad run defense for the most part over the last several years. And part of it is that I think they just don't give a damn. Like they're they're as a defense, they're like, well, whatever, just run on us because we're going to score 35. So yeah, as long as we keep you out of the end zone, we don't care if you run the ball, we'll just try to keep you from being able to pass down the football field. But Willie Gay adds an extra dimension to that defense that they haven't had in a long time. No, now I don't want to go crazy. I don't think this means that they'll lose those games. But I, I, I like I, I think these are things that Pat overall can Patrick Mahomes can overall fix things. But but it's still a it, it's it's a big deal, and it and it, and it takes away what you wanted uh, wanted to do with this defense. And I think day one, I I do think because of his versatility and his ability to do everything i think he is your your best linebacker from day one and i won't accept any kind of other argument and pete sweeney if you're listening you got a problem with it you can go shove it straight well, up i, I mean that hey listeners aren't gonna be able to see what you just did with your tongue and i don't care if they this was between me and pete i, can, I, right? can, I guess i can cut this video clip and, and send it to pete so he at least gets to see it and then maybe he'll right. speed it out um, I do think I, – I don't think the Chiefs are going to lose their first two games or anything yet because of Willie Gay. I mean, we're talking about a linebacker. And, you know, I, I think Willie Gay is a really talented player, but linebacker is one of the least important positions on defense. Like, like it just simply is in the modern-day NFL. But I think he is an impact player, so it's going That'd to be, be a noticeable loss in all likelihood – uh, because we know what we're getting from Ben Neiman if Ben Neiman winds up being the week one guy. And then otherwise you're putting a, a rookie in Nick Bolton, who by all accounts doesn't look like he's quite ready to be a, a day one starter in the NFL. So it's going to hurt. the. Well, you don't have to get ready. Yeah. And I would rather them see Nick Bolton and let's see what Nick Bolton can do in the regular season. as opposed to them just trotting. Ben Neiman out again, or, or Dorian Old Daniel, and he's not. I guess Dorian Old Daniel, he's not even an option. Do, Dorian is on the team because Dave Tope loves him. He's just a special teams guy at this point. They got no interest in using. Good for him, man. Term. He's getting he's getting that pension. He's entered year four. He's getting that pension. Good for him. Yeah, Good I mean, for same him, for the greatest practice squad player who's ever lived, GD12. Do you want to talk about him? Because he's back, baby. We knew when he got cut the other day, he wasn't going to be gone for long. Garrick Dieter's not going anywhere. Greatest practice squad player who has ever lived, GD12. I'm not doing that. I'm not talking about Garrick. Straight up. I'm not I'm not talking about him. All right, this I is mean, a, this is this. Have we ever seen a practice squad player where you're this guaranteed to make five hundred thousand dollars a year for the rest of your NFL career just because the quarterback likes you? 
we're, Garrett, we're trying to have we're trying to have a serious conversation. We're trying to have a serious conversation about the Chiefs we've season. Ever seen in the NFL. We're trying to have a serious conversation about the Chiefs season. I'm not talking about him. That's nothing personal with you, Garrick. <laughs> just not talking real. about you. It sounds no, like you just don't like him. No, not that I just I'm trying to talk about serious things. I'm not talking <laughs> about him. Okay. I'm not talking about him. <laughs> now, you can get that maybe. Get that right. I'm wearing an Austin 316 shirt. Austin show show 316 says, I'm not talking about him. So we can you can take a walk with that. Quit trying to rear him into the conversation because it's not happening. I'd rather listen to fish for three hours than to talk to him or to talk about him. They got a three night run in Denver this week. And I'll be honest with you, I don't want to talk to him either, face to face. And it's not personal, Garrick. Um, but as we're talking about defense now, I don't think Willie Gay is a is a guy that stops you from winning or losing. But I will say this: now that we've got the the team to 53 and we've got uh preseason over. We've gotten a chance to see this group and see this defense. And then we know the history of what they want to do defensively. We know the history of Steve Spagnola and what he wants to do defensively. I'm going to tell you what I've arrived at for this defense to work sort of the way that Steve Spagnola wants it to the way that the chiefs needed to for this defense to work. Chris Jones, to me, needs to have some sort of J.J. Watt, uh, low-end Aaron Donald, Khalil Mack type of season. Like, he has to be freshly in the defensive MVP conversation, if not win it. Like, he has to have, and I know what I'm saying, Serta, is lofty. And people are saying, hold on, show. oh, come on, he's got to be. No. Deep for this thing to work, Steve, he's got to be he's got to be big time. He's got to be a game wrecker because if we know this, I listen, I don't love what they're doing at cornerback. I don't love it. I, I really don't. I, I like Sneed some and it, I still think this is not this is not a cornerback group where you can't you can't get pressure and they'll be able to hold up in the back end. Like I have some concerns. They're going to need some help to to be to be able to hold their own. And the way that Spags loves to run defense, Serta, is he loves to be dependable up in the front four. He loves to get pressure up front with his down four linemen, and he'll have fun with them. We know what he did with the Giants. You know, he would have Strahan and 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 Tuck and OC and. And, uh, and, and Matthias Key would he would have all those guys down, and they would rush the quarterback, and that was where the where the defense's hallmark was, and it absolutely masked everything else behind it. They got one dude that I believe right now. There's some other guys that you feel good about. Uh, and I know if BK was here, he'd come, come marching through with guys you feel good about. All right, there's there's some guys that you feel decent, that could have some upside, that you could feel could come in this year and do some things. But, man, that pass rush is going to be dependent by 95. And Chris Jones is going to have to be – the guy, like he's going to have to beat double teams consistently from the outside, chips, because that's who they're going to take away. I don't trust Frank Clark whenever he does get healthy or he doesn't get suspended. I don't trust Frank Clark to be a guy that says, all right, Chris – you can take off a quarter like crit, like Frank's got it. No, like Frank is just another regular player to me, right? We've already established he's stealing money. He's just a regular player to me. Chris Jones has to be what JJ Watt was like five, seven years ago with the Texans. Khalil Mack was when he first got to Chicago, he's got to dominate at such a fashion because the way that Spags wants to do things, the way this team is is put together on the back end is they gotta they gotta rush the passer. And the number one guy there is Chris Jones. And he's got to play at an MVP level for this thing to work. Yeah, I mean at this point, I don't see how as a Chiefs fan you could be super confident that you're just gonna get like 10 sacks out of Frank Clark this season. God no. Uh, like, I just don't see it. Um, 
we haven't seen it the last two years. Like I understand that Frank has been clutch in the postseason and that he's shown up in big moments, but he's done nothing over the last two years to make you think that he's a guy who's going to come out and just contribute like 12 sacks. Now maybe the depth of this defensive line, the steps that guys like Colin Saunders and Turk Wharton are taking and Mike Dana is going to contribute to some of that this season. And they'll have some sacks a little bit more evenly distributed, but yeah, Chris Jones, I our our guy, Pete Sweeney editor in chief of Arrowhead pride has gone on record saying he believes Chris Jones is going to break the sack record. I'm not quite there. That's a bit, that's a bit far. I'm not quite there, but I do think Chris Jones is coming for that defensive player of the year award this season, because for the past two to three years, he's been the second best interior defensive lineman in the NFL outside of Aaron Donald, Aaron Donald, has just been so special that people don't even realize how good Chris Jones is outside of Kansas City. Chris Jones is a special, special player, and I think we're going to see a full showcase of that this season with him moving all over the line. And I do think the Chiefs are going to be able to exploit matchups with him in a way that they never have before. So I think that I, I totally agree with you that he has to be that caliber of special this season. And I think he is going to be that caliber of special this season. Yeah. See, I agreed with you two years ago. I don't think he was that guy last year. Like, I think a guy like DeForest Buckner in Indianapolis passed him up. Like, I I don't think he – like, last year there was some injuries, whatever. Something last year, he didn't didn't play the way he did previously. The the year before when they won the Super Bowl, I'm with you. I thought he was – it was him and Aaron Donald were the best two interior – uh, a defensive lineman in the game. He can't be like last year, right? Like oh. he can't be like la- last year's not going to get it done. I will but- say though that last year the the easy to look at stats like sack numbers and total pressures and stuff like that did say that, but like his analytical numbers were as high as any interior defensive lineman in football. Like he was getting pressure, he just wasn't getting the sacks last season. And like Sometimes there's other variables in play there that you kind of have to look at to account for like why Chris Jones wasn't having that level of success. But like, I agree with you. There was times last year where you were like, you need more out of him if he's truly your best defensive player. Yeah. Yeah. He was. Yeah. But he just like, I guess, let me say it like this, dog. It can't be no. Oh, you go to the numbers and the analytics and you could, it's just not showing exactly what he does. No, partner, it's got to be visible by everybody. It's got to be visible by uh, by 14-year-olds that don't know the game very well. They're watching it. Man, that guy right there, 95, he's dominating. When you watch Aaron Donald, Khalil Mack, and J.J. Watt, you don't have to go to the numbers or analytics to know that they they were dominant in those. And that's what Chris Jones has to be for this thing to work. Because, we, as we've said, Spag's defense is very dependent on him getting pressure from the front. And he doesn't all – and as we can see, they don't make corner a priority. We see how they go through it in free agency and in the draft. They don't make it a high priority because of the way he wants to run his defense. And I know BK has talked about that a lot here. But with that means, all right, up front is where we're going to go. And that's what they did. They gave Frank a whole bunch of money, and they gave Chris uh, Chris Jones a whole bunch of money. Right now, they got one of them. And he's got to be that dominant, and he's got to be dominant sort of with everyone trying to stop him from being dominant by throwing all kinds of chips, double teams, sliding protection his way. And and with that, this is this is what they're they're gonna need. They're going to need from him. And you said it. You think he's coming from that that defensive MVP, that player of the year crown? I don't know. I, I think I think Pete is is really wishful thinking. I understand the 17th game. But but he, he's got to at least be that. Like, he has to be a guy that is in the conversation and somebody that you don't got to go to the numbers to look and see his impact. It just It's just very clear every Sunday. I would tab Chris Jones for 17 sacks this year. You filling him for 17? Yeah. Yeah, I feel confident saying 17. I feel like that, 
That's that's very achievable. That, it, sure, I, I'll I'll take fourteen or fifteen, but just pure dominance and pressure all the time. Like I, I like there are times where like JJ Watt may have not gotten there, but he just he just ruined the play. But you know what? Hell no, you're right, man. If I'm talking about he's got to be JJ low low end Aaron Donald, I'm just not gonna Aaron Donald's some like some psychopath I've never seen before. Cleo Mack, no, you're right, man. He's got to be up in the 17s and 18 sack totals and just dominating the game. Cause they yeah. got it. Cause if like I mean, seriously, if he gets if he gets hurt, like if he if he's got to miss some time, like he did two years ago, where where he missed like the Green Bay game, he missed like if he's got to miss time, this team is in a world of hurt. You better hope that Tashawn Warden has just gone crazy. It doesn't like that. That's what I'm talking about. It's him, and if he get he has a hamstring issue or something like he had a couple years ago, that's. You got a problem. I I mean, I will say, you know, if you get Frank back, like he could be a serviceable player. I think Jaron Reed is, I think we're underestimating the value that he's going to bring to that defensive line on the interior because he can just be the guy in the middle and they can move Chris Jones all over the place. So if Chris Jones were to move or to miss time, like I do feel a little bit more confident in the depth of this defense, but he's also, he's irreplaceable. You're not going to replace what he does when he's on the football field, but I do think the chiefs are set up better this season to try to recover and buy time while he were to, you know, suffer some kind of injury. You got, you got confidence that they they have other guys across the line that because the attention is going to be placed on him, that they can go and consistently win one-on-ones and win their matchups. I hope so. Yeah, so you don't, I, no, I, you, don't. I, you just said I hope so. <laughs> so no, you don't. <laughs> uh, no, I, I, like, him I like Colin Saunders. I love the step that he's taken. I like Turk Wharton a lot. Uh, I think that he has looked just flat out dominant. I get it's the preseason, but he looks like he can be a legitimate playmaker. And Mike Dana's a, a, a fine player. And oh, they got Alex Okafor. We always forget about Alex Okafor. He's been a decent player when he's been on the field for the Chiefs. Serta, I remember when they initially signed him. The first time I watched his uh, his highlight tape on YouTube, the first 12 minutes were all of him with run stops. That's his game. That's his game. <laughs> no, that's not what we're talking about. The first – that's what it's about. <laughs> hey, man, just make plays. Just make plays the way you know how to make plays, baby. That's right. All run stops. Yeah, that, that, that's ridiculous. All right, man. Welcome back into Steve's Fantasy Corner. Did we decide on that name? I don't know if we actually decided on that name. I have to remember to put some thought into that. I feel like we could do better than Steve's Fantasy Corner. Because we're not even talking about fantasy all the time here. We're talking about whatever you guys want to talk about. Actually... Let, let, let's make that a thing here in our, our little pocket show. If you guys are listening to the podcast each and every week and you catch these shows in between the breaks, if you want to DM me at Steven Serta some topic ideas for Steve's Minute or whatever the hell we're calling this thing, then I'll talk about what you guys are interested in talking about. I'm curious. You got fantasy questions? I'll answer them or... You want to talk about movies? I'm happy to talk about movies, shows, whatever. You guys know I'm always watching all kinds of content. I'm always up to date. I am currently re-watching the Spider-Man animated series because I'm just geeking out on everything that I'm expecting for Spider-Man No Way Home. And so I went back and re-watched all of the Spider-Man movies, uh, including the Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield movies, as well as, of course, the MCU movies. And now I'm watching the animated series to uh, just kind of get myself ready for all the crazy stuff that I'm expecting in No Way Home. But I do want to give you guys a quick fantasy tip. If you have not drafted yet, if you're doing your fantasy drafts this weekend and you wait to the absolute last possible moment, which is smart, as we've seen a lot of preseason injuries, I absolutely love James Robinson in week one of the NFL season. So if you can go out and snag James Robinson in your fantasy draft, he's climbing up boards a little bit after the Travis Etienne injury. 
But James Robinson has a prime, prime matchup against the Houston Texans in week one of the NFL season. Uh, The Texans were the worst team against opposing running backs in fantasy football last year, and they haven't gotten better. They've gotten a whole lot worse. I think James Robinson is a top five running back in week one of the NFL season. So if you got an opportunity to snag him, he could easily help you win your week one matchup. If you can get him at the right cost, he's a guy that I'm targeting all over the place, even though his value has gone up a little bit with the injury to rookie running back Travis Etienne. I still think James Robinson's going to be a monster. Carlos Hyde likely going to be involved a little bit more than we like, and we don't trust Urban Meyer. Jags, in my opinion, are going to be a bad football team, but he still has plenty of upside. We saw last year on a bad football team, number one overall pick in the NFL draft, James Robinson was still a beast, and I still think that he is going to be a beast this football season. So if I could give you one piece of fantasy advice ahead of week one of the NFL season, if you haven't done your draft yet, make sure you go out and get James Robinson because I think he's got huge upside. We're talking over 100 yards, multiple touchdowns. He's going to run all over that awful, awful Houston Texans defense. But we do, fortunately for you, have to get back to show and BK. Brandon Kylie out this week. It's just me and Ron, the show. Hughley, we're getting into imposter or certified. That's next on show and BK. Or certified or imposter. I don't know if we ever really established what the actual name of the segment is. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, can we, uh, we do it? Can we get to the game? The game that is sweeping the nation all around certified or imposter and i know this is the week that certa has something playing to really freshen this up something to really make this segment pop right now when i hear it i know it's going to be some sort of music or something to make this pop certified or imposter yeah i mean i told you to shoot me a text or something and and remind me about i got i'm spinning a lot of plates right now I got I got a lot of stuff going Shut on. It's for getting ready for the football season. I'm never gonna remember to just do this. Shut, you gotta you gotta remind me. All right, just set a reminder your, on your phone. Send Steve a text, shut up. and we'll get shut it up. done. I'll shut get up. it done. I'm just never gonna remember to do it. Shut your pretty teeth ass up. Shut up. Coming down to the stage this week. I'm so frustrated with you. Coming <laughs> down to the stage this week is one of our favorites. Dirty. Dan Sorenston, certified or imposter. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to go certified here. And I'm going to tell you what. I am so impressed, sort of, because I thought two years ago, Dirty Dan's career was going to be over. I thought about two or three years ago, Dan had an awful season. An awful season, so bad. Remember, we took his nickname from him and just started calling him Clean Dan. Because there was nothing dirty about his game. He was just getting beat like he stole something every week and didn't seem to have a clue. Now, we understand Bob Sutton, God bless his football heart, is a worthless idiot when it comes to being a defensive coach and has ruined 
ruined countless guys' careers. harsh. Bob had some good defenses with the New York Jets, and he had some good Chiefs defenses. You have your opinion, and I'll have mine. (laughs) He got old. He just got old. He stopped adjusting. Bob was a worthless idiot when it came to defensive football there at the end. He was. And I and I think it's clear right now he ruined Dan. And Dan Sorensen has become a <laughs> so solid it up, Bob now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> One year later, look at Dan, a useful guy, a guy who makes has a knack to make big plays, turnovers and interceptions. Yes. His athletic shortcomings on Bob Sutton. No, Bob Sutton, no adjustments, putting him in the wrong spots, Bob Sutton. Yes. Somehow he has come. He seems to make critical plays and big time tackles and big time. And he seems to have a knack to come up with interceptions and, and things like that. So for me, for what Dan's role is as a, as a guy that plays around the ball and just kind of does a jack of all trades, as long as you don't put him in bad spots, you know, like coverage uh, where, uh, where Bob for some reason had a knack to say, Hey, you go get that. You go get that tight end or that receiver in the slot all by your lonesome. Uh, so, so when he's played in, in the right position like he has been, I go certified for Dirty Dan, and I'm very proud that he resurrected his career because I sure as hell thought he was out. If he if he's certified, then Juan Thornhill's an imposter. Like Dan can't be certified if we then that means we don't have faith in Juan Thornhill. And Juan Thornhill's the better player, but they keep putting Dan in the game over Juan Thornhill for they whatever. Trust reason. him. I, they're going to run three. I had I had Juan as certified. They did do three last season. I, gonna, I, they I, they a, did they three run. more than any team in the NFL last year. I believe, yeah, they the do that. I, but I think for Dan's role, so what do you have him? You got him. You have him as an imposter. I mean, Dan, really is be on the fence with this. Dan is what he is. I would rather see Juan Thornhill as the full time starter because I think he's a better player than dan i also think i mean i i'm also curious about dan's vaccination status and how that's going to affect and impact games as we're seeing teams cut ties with players who are refusing to get vaccinated when they can so i'm curious about that because dan has uh not wanted to be honest about that or or put that kind of thing out there you're calling on his honesty (laughs) on the football field uh, I think he's a serviceable NFL player. If the Chiefs cut him, he would absolutely get picked up by another team. Uh, I think it's shocking that Dan has had this long of a run here in Kansas City. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, he's a contributor. He's going to be involved in the defense. So, so I is just want to see Juan Thornhill. So his vac- is his vaccination decision coming into play here for certified or imposter for you? I'm just saying, if I were the Chiefs and that's the guy that's holding me ties back, with him, that's got- the guy that's keeping us from being 100% vaccinated. All right, Dan, go be dirty for somebody else. Wow. 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 Okay. All right. So, what? So, uh, do you have an answer? What are you going with? Because you, you you keep not answering it. You just He's an imposter. He's an imposter. Wow. Okay. He's not that good. He's all right. Wow. Okay. Okay, play. He's an okay. He's an average NFL player who the Chiefs find decent ways to utilize. I think Tyron Matthew has a lot more to do with Dan's success than Dan has to do with his success. That's uh Okay, man. You're entitled to your opinion. Dan, you heard him. <laughs> and Bob Sutton, I'm in every word of it. You know it's true. You so certainly harsh spot, man. I don't, I don't think it's harsh. I think I'm you're very harsh to dance around teams now as a defensive consultant, just trying to get a paycheck before he retires. Leave Bob he needs to, uh, no, God to honest, he should go move to New York and just get fresh bagels every day. <laughs> uh, the great fresh oh, New York bagels every day. He, I know he was a coordinator in with the Jets, so he, he knows the town. Just I go don't know where he's from. Maybe he's from the area. Maybe he's from the East Coast. I don't know. Just go consult bagels. Like that's the consulting he should do. Consult bagels, his favorite cream cheeses, cream cheese infusions, whatever. That's that's where I think he needs to be consulted. Just stop. It was over. Can we name GD12 
certified because he's the certified of the certified when it comes to the practice squad. I get that he's not a certified start her starter, but he's obviously the most seasoned practice squad member. I don't know and how delicate I can he put is, this. If there was a ring of honor for practice squad players, Garrick Dieter would be on it. Like he, he would be, he would be a first ballot hall of famer and practice squad player. I don't know how much, de- how, how more delicate I can put this. He's not good enough to even be talked about <laughs> in certified or in everybody loves GD12 except for you. Everybody on the true. Chiefs no, love him. Everyone. Patrick no, Mahomes everyone loves doesn't him. love him. Tyreek loves him. He's going to be at Tyreek's wedding. Kelsey, I, loves honest him. to God, he won't say it. I think Byron Pringle hates his guts. <laughs> I think he does. I think he hates yeah, his guts. Yeah, I mean, because By- Byron's just not boys with all those dudes the same way. Like, they uh, like Byron. Byron. Just... They think Byron's a good dude, but he just doesn't have the same type of camaraderie that Gary Dieter has developed with these guys. I told you, Byron, you need to start kissing some tail. Man. Quit playing around and start if, kissing some tail. If I could tell any fringe NFL player in the league who's like a practice squad player bouncing around trying to stick on a roster, man, get Garrick Dieter's number and talk to that dude because he is a Hall of Fame practice squad player. Really? So I think it I think it kind of de- – nope, I'm not even going to talk about him. <laughs> I almost got suckered in. I'm talking about that idiot. So, Hello. I was suckered in. Nope. There's a real conversation Woo. there. There's a real, real conversation close. there. We can do real, it anytime you want. Real close. I'm not talking about him. He's not good enough. It's not personal to you. <laughs> You're just not good enough. Straight, straight up. You had your moment. All right. Uh, th- th- this may be a little crazy. And I know BK is going to be hot that he's not on the line for this. Now, you tell me if you – if you think this is insane of a thought. You talked about unvaccinated player. Let's move to another one. Cameron Newton. Probably a big story within the NFL right now since he's been released with the Patriots. Like, I think for him, maybe the best spot for him to go, because if you know Cam, Cam is in the thinking of he is still a starting quarterback. And and I, I could see his thought of thinking there are some guys around here that he he can give teams a better chance to win. I know Helen Houston, he sure as hell can. Um, but outside of that, like I don't know if those opportunities are going to be there for Cam to be a starter right now. And so I think the best thing for Cam is to go somewhere with an established quarterback and a place where he has a chance to really win, and you could use him in a package. Like if he goes to a team whose quarterback is not, you know, a big-time running threat or somebody who, you know, like Lamar, like is not a – or I think, hell, Dak. I don't know how much they want to run him. But, like, not those those type of settings. Serta, I don't think it's insane – for Andy and Brett Veach to just take a look to see, hey, with our creativity, with us having the best play designer in the game since Bill Walsh, having Pat there, our short yardage was not good last year. It was a real weakness for us, especially trying to to run the ball into the end zone inside the you know the ten inside the five. But they they struggled with that in a major way to at least have that package and to have that threat for other defenses. Not only do we got to deal with Pat Mahomes and Kelsey and Hill and obviously McCole Hardman, who is destined for a breakout season, and DeMarcus. All right. But not only do we have to deal with those those guys and deal with with uh, with Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, I, now we got Cam Newton and the potential short yardage third downs, fourth and shorts, the many things that you could probably do and Andy could do with it. I'm just saying, Super Bowl or bus, giving yourself a chance to 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 get to have all kinds of options. And it was something you struggled with big time. I'm not saying go get him, but I, I, I could be intrigued by the creativity of Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy and what they could do as just that as another weapon for them is it intriguing yes i would absolutely be curious to see how andy reed would utilize 
Cam Newton. I'm downright horny about it. To be honest, uh, did they struggle in short yardage situations last season? Yes, absolutely. I think that that's going to change this season with this offensive line, uh, with the stellar run blocking that these guys are going to be able to create for Clyde. I don't think that's going to be something that we talk about this season. And the reason I would not be in favor of this in any way is that I just don't understand why you would ever consider taking Patrick Mahomes off the football field under any circumstance when you're trying to score points. Like he's just proven that he's better at it than everybody else in football is. So I understand if you're on the one yard line, yeah, Cam Newton's pretty much unstoppable and he's inside the five over his entire career when you get that close to the end zone. But yes, he's not vaccinated. So you're risking bringing a player in who's refusing to get vaccinated, who could potentially expose Patrick Mahomes to COVID, which could jeopardize him being available for a game. So I don't know why I would want to introduce that risk to my team. And it's also like, you know, uh, like like those cats did at at Britney's party over this week. I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. Oh, you don't? Okay. No. It, <laughs> yeah, I don't. That was a total curveball. I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. There was some people at there was some people at Britney's party this weekend. This weekend. Uh anyway, go ahead. So they weren't vaccinators on the exposed. <laughs> Somebody's tested positive coming out of that party. I know that much. Okay. Well, <laughs> I I didn't know about that. Uh, that's not great. I don't want to hear that. Um but now I lost. Now I lost where I was at. You got an unvaccinated player at Cam Newton coming. I'm just saying, it's not like he's not been around. He's not, not been in attendance with somebody who's tested positive. So, yeah, but so it's also you know like what we saw with the 49ers right now, where Kyle Shanahan is talking about, you know, we might mix Trey Lance into the game. Jimmy G is going to be the starter, but we're going to put Trey Lance in for certain packages. Similar to what Harbaugh did with Alex Smith and Colin Kaepernick back in those days. Uh, The Bears are talking about doing the same thing with Andy Dalton and Justin Fields. Like those teams, it makes a little bit more sense to me because you got quarterbacks with limitations and you have quarterbacks who just can't do certain things and aren't particularly good at various aspects of the game. You have the guy who's better at every aspect of the game than everyone right now aside from you know Patrick Mahomes in a foot race with Lamar Jackson as far as passing the football goes and scoring points Patrick Mahomes is better at it than everybody else in the world right now so I wouldn't want to jeopardize any rhythm or flow or continuity within the offense by taking him off the field for a play so Cam Newton can get an easy go-ahead touchdown because I trust Andy Reid's creativity to get in the end zone and I trust Patrick Mahomes creativity and athleticism and improbability to get that figured out. So I, I just don't see how it makes the chiefs a better football team by taking oh. Patrick Mahomes off the field. Oh, you don't. Know, oh, no, I think that's a fair point. I would argue. I mean, they had, I mean, they had those guys last year. Like mean, they had that their, their creativity last year and they were still one of the worst teams. And that was one of their biggest issues were was was running the football in scoring in close and had like they had to they had to do a whole lot of like like they very they really struggled with that and I think you add cam now like I said all those points are are, are valid points but you add cam there I think cam makes your short yardage and your inside the 10 offense better I I, I, I yeah. think he, I think he does that and I I think now cam has to come here and not be delusional and understand what the what the role is, but I, like you go, you go. Like I could imagine Cam being on the field at the same time as Pat. Like I can imagine a lot of those 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 things to where like, and I and I'll disagree with you a bit. Like I, I think Pat is really good at almost all aspects of the game, but but that right there, the short yardage, that running and running with, like he can do it. But I'm nervous every time that dude pulls it in and and, sure. and 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 runs it in and he's done a little bit as we remember in the Super Bowl that hit he took uh into the end zone. He can do it. But man, you add Cam who's basically going to pay for play for free because of 
the veteran minimum minimum and his contract. I just just to make yourself tight at all those spots and a and a spot where you struggled and they had Andy and them last year and they still couldn't make that work. Well, and the, the Chiefs did free up some cap space on Thursday this week. It was a little bit of money. I would think that that is more them trying to move money around to figure out a, a Tyron Matthew extension as opposed to like making a move like that. I think Cam still thinks he's a starter. I think no, I agree. He's going to talk to teams where you know they they're not sold on their veteran or, or whatever, and, and you know maybe he's going to get an opportunity to play because he's just frankly not going to get an opportunity to play here. And again, like I totally agree with you. Yeah, is he going to make your inside the five uh, touchdown? Your short yardage, your short yardage. Uh, yeah, like all of that stuff. Yes, Cam Newton. 100% can do that. I'm just not in favor of taking Patrick Mahomes off the football field. And that's fair. And that's very, that's very fair. And I don't think they're going to do it, but they are like that is it, but they are a group that hey, if we can see a, a spot for us to get better, we can see a spot where we add another wrinkle, you know, we'll do it. And there is nobody uh, not even Sean McVay, not uh, not Sean Payton, not Kyle Shanahan. There is nobody that I look at and say, "Boy, he could like the, the what they could do with that offense." Like we've already seen the concepts and things that Eric Bieniemy has done in the run game. To imagine to have that weapon, I'm not saying to do it. I just know the Chiefs are in a spot where, hey, any way we can get an edge, let's get an edge. And Cam Newton, short yardage wise to me, could be an edge. And I know there are going to be people out here driving and saying, God, you're an idiot. What are you talking about, Joe? I'm just saying, baby, get that edge. Cam Newton, I can I, 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 I can roll with it. I, can, I just want to – I'm intrigued by seeing what that would look like. I'm intrigued by that. That, that gets me, me kind of frisky. Sorry. Sure. Yeah, I'd be curious too, but nah. I don't think they're going to do it, but keep it out because I just think – I'm telling you, once he gets past the fact that nobody's going to look at him as a starter, then he's going to go look at teams like, all right, Pittsburgh. All right, there's a package for Cam. Or uh, Matt Stafford with the Rams, there's a package for Cam. Or with the Chargers, there's a package for Cam behind. Like, that. that's going to be the next best spots for him. Tampa, there's a package for him with Tom Brady off the field. All right, uh, BK is uh, – Right at this point, probably really feeling it somewhere in Memphis. I'm guessing uh, maybe he's at, at Isaac Hayes' barbecue restaurant, really kicking it. Maybe he's with the Neelys, just just having a blast right now. Barbecue. Yes. Uh, just Why did he just go to Kansas City? Anyway, but BK will be back next week. Um, Serta, always a um, – a terrible time to have to sit here for 50 plus minutes with you because you, you do things like that to make it very difficult. What the hell, what the hell do the uh, people need to be catching up on Arrowhead pride network, everything that's rolling uh, coming up this week. Uh, so this week, obviously no chiefs game is we've got this kind of bye week before we kick off the regular season. Uh, but pay attention for the Arrowhead pride rapid reaction show. We'll be streaming uh, immediately after every game all throughout the regular season on Facebook, YouTube, as well as Twitter. Uh, But coming up this week as we head into the three-day Labor Day weekend, keep an eye out on Saturday for the Great British Chief Show with uh, Tom Childs and Brad Simcox. Those guys do a spectacular job, and their show is absolutely hilarious. I love Simi. So you should be listening to the Great British Chief Show. That'll drop on Saturday morning. Saturday morning. All right. Well... Hopefully we get your Friday going real well today. Uh, The calm before the storm. Next Friday we'll have game week, and I'm going to be really ready and roaring, baby. I don't know. I I apologize for that. Sort of take that out. That was just all. You're not going to take that out, are you? Not a chance. Yeah, not a chance. All right. I'm Ron the Show. This is Show and BK on the Chief Steve Serta in the building. We are out. Support for this show comes from HubSpot. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Doing business has never felt harder. 
But you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You just need HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this. High-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle. It's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.